0: Guys. Hey guys. And welcome to episode fifteen of a strange thing podcast. I'm Mike. Fifteen. I'm Austin. And together we are the hosts. With the most. Hosts That's with right. the most. And it's been a while. Yes, it has. It's
1: been a while since we've had a recording time. It's been weird. Um strange things going on with COVID. Just a bunch of stuff. But earthquakes. We, earthquakes. Armageddon. Cats and dogs. Living together. Mass hysteria. hysteria. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's been weird. I mean I think everybody in the world right now is experiencing some weird things. Oh yeah. But we're together tonight. We get to hang out. Mm -hmm. We get to record some stuff and talk about our new topic.
0: Which is? Which is what? Pretty rock and roll if you ask me. Strange rocks. Strange rocks. That's right. It's cooler than it sounds I think. It is cool and we got to go Out in the
1: investigation, the IDV investigation destination vehicle. Mm -hmm. And we went out and we explored a strange rock. Well, several strange rocks. Several strange rocks. Went on a little hike, kind of walk. Yep.
0: Saw a rattlesnake. I fell over. uh,
1: If you go online, Mm -hmm. we have a video of the rattlesnake.
0: And dad did a uh, pretty epic rattlesnake kick jump. Yeah. Yeah. Dance. I can still jump pretty high. Yeah, you can. I bet your ankles hurt after that.
1: No. But I think All the I,
0: adrenaline, a little groin pull, but other than that, I was fine. <laughs> that those darn keys that sound like rattlesnakes I in know. your pocket. Yeah, so
1: we saw a rattlesnake, and then I was kind of hyper paranoid on <laughs> extra high alert because I about stepped on the rattlesnake. And I'm walking, in and I had some keys jingle, jingle. that were jingling in my pocket, but they were half muted, so they sounded somewhat like a rattle. <laughs> and so I, it just sounded like it was coming right down below me because it was, it was in my pants pockets <laughs> he did this. so i did this super
0: kick <laughs> flying jump leap it's amazing
1: how high you can jump when your adrenaline kicks in
0: it's like those lemurs that kind of jump sideways yeah and they like kick their leg out and like <laughs> yeah. scoot i had to get the leg out of there in yeah. case the snake, <laughs> snake was biting me yeah you know? yeah it you're, it out of the way. your awkward fairy move yeah <laughs> <laughs> gonna
1: dodge a snake. Well, regardless of what you say, in my mind it looked really cool. It did look cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we went out to a local place here. Uh, it was about what fifty miles away, forty-five miles away, mm-hmm. a place called Map Rock. rock, rock and it was a good place to start because it is something very unique. And who would have thought that it is right here, close by in yeah. Western Idaho? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very right weird. off the Snake River, Snake River Plains which just happens to be one of the most prolific areas of petroglyphs in the entire West. Mm -hmm. Only eclipsed probably by Southwest, like in in Utah and Arizona and New (laughs) Mexico. All right. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so we started out on this journey and we have a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. But we are going to take that journey one step at a time. So the first stop on our journey is petroglyphs. And there happened to be one right here close by.
0: We uh, got in the rattle can. Yes. Uh, It's more like a rattle tub. It's a box van. It's like an ammo can that can drive around, and it's loud.
1: Yeah, and right now it's pretty much empty. I had a little bit of equipment
0: in there, but not (laughs) much. So we rattled our way down there. Got down to the river. Yep. Did good. Did good. Found it right away. Yep. Pulled up. There's some dude and his kid fishing. Right on the river, which was maybe 30 yards away from the rock, yep. the, pe- the
1: map rock. And we climbed on it. We climbed on it. We took pictures of it, which is on our website if you'd like to check it out. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should back up a little bit and start with the base question. Okay. What are petroglyphs? Rocks. They are rocks. Scribings but you can, you can kind of break them down. Right? Okay. The word petroglyph. Petra. The band. Well, I, you know, from my <laughs> biblical upbringing, a Petra, Petros, Peter, uh, rock. Peter is rock. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing that, right? And glyph, I don't know if glyph means, maybe glyph means marking or engraving or etching. Glyph, Petroglyph. Petra. So it'd be a rock etching. Glyph. I know. You know what? Let's do glyph, graph, graphic. No, see, that's a pictograph. That's different. That's a. That would be, a
0: pictograph would be a painting, like using a medium. I went, I tried to make a leap.
1: Yeah, that was good, but (laughs) wrong. No, I mean, they're connected because they were mediums that ancient Indian tribes used to use.
0: I say ancient, not even that ancient. Native American, Native person. Right, Native person. I don't know what the correct terminology is, and I feel like we're in a climate. We got to be careful. Socially, that really (laughs) makes us pay
1: everybody's got a lot you know they're kind of on edge about this Mm -hmm. so if we're if we're making mistakes culturally if we're not being politically correct we're not doing it intentionally uh it's our own ignorance but Mm -hmm. please forgive us in advance yep uh but anyway so yeah there's pictographs Mm -hmm. and petroglyphs pictographs would be paintings like maybe um american indians or native americans did on like Maybe leather, you know, like buffalo. Okay. Or they could paint them on cave walls. Um, There's some really good examples of that, like in France and Lascaux. Some of the most ancient cave paintings in the world are there. Uh, They found a new one. Gosh, where was that at? It was in Australia. And what's really weird about that, and we're going to get into this uh, later on, so it's a preview. But they were like erotic paintings. Wow. Featuring giant Creatures from outer space having sex with women. Wow. Yeah. There's a story there Crikey. that if you want to look up, you know, and I think it's in Genesis chapter six that maybe that's what it's talking about.
0: But and you never behold, know. in the land of Australia, for <laughs> yeah. the alligators and I mean crocodiles, saw so that the women were beautiful. Asian buffalo roamed the land. Oh man.
1: Yeah. We're really going way, way off. But anyway. <laughs> So let's test my theory. I got a Google here, and I'm going to ask Google. Hey, Google, what? Nice. i will try this sure. again. Sure. According to Wikipedia, a petroglyph is an image created by removing part of a rock surface by incising, picking, carving, or abrading as a form of rock art. Outside North America, scholars often use terms such as carving, engraving, or other descriptions of the technique to refer to such images.
0: That is so creepy. Creepy. <laughs> But how did she know? I don't know. That I means she was listening to she us was listening talking to this about petroglyphs. You said sex with giants. <laughs> and no. she was listening. They know that we know. That was really it crazy. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. Monster I'm going to ask it the again. Future, hmm. I gather petroglyph would be removing. Glyph means you remove the material and graph means you add material. Let's ask her one more time.
1: How would I ask that question? What question? I want to know, how did the word petroglyph originate?
0: Did you ask her what the origination is? Hey, good... What are the root words that make the word petroglyph? The word
1: comes from the Greek prefix petro, from petra. Petra meaning stone and glypho. Glypho meaning carve, and was originally coined in French as petroglyphie. Oh, petroglyphie. (laughs) Petroglyphie. So, yeah, I was right. So, yeah, petra. Mm-hmm. Like little little Petra, little stone Peter And big stone, yeah. <laughs> no, stone yeah, yeah. No, I just remember that from my Bible days Bible thumping um, time From now on you will be called Peter Right? And mm-hmm. upon this rock I will build my church oh. Yeah, 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 yeah See, I got a brain like a Elephant. Like a sieve, like a sieve. <laughs> It just, just leaks A lot goes in and a lot goes out it just, <laughs> And some things stick But not very much Anyway
0: The rock sank and didn't get out the sieve. Yeah.
1: So we got petroglyph,
0: Mm -hmm. which
1: um, they're everywhere. I mean, everybody's probably heard about them or seen them. But the one here in Idaho, and that's what we're going to basically launch this whole investigation on, um, because it's so close. And it'll take us to where we need to go for our next topic. Mm -hmm. So petroglyphs in southern Idaho are numerous. There are thousands of them. They are up and down the entire Snake River plain. Right. And they were like ancient highways for mm-hmm. the indigenous people that were here. And they would leave messages and stuff on these rocks. And I don't know if anybody really has a really good idea of what these markings were for. But there's a lot of theories. Got right. any ideas? Any guesses on what the reasons were?
0: Well, I know like, because I grew up around the Snake River my whole life. Canoeing and swimming and bike riding and hiking and all that stuff. Like it's real fertile, all along the Snake River. Yeah, I think there's a lot of volcanic rock and stuff. And outside of that, it's like this green valley that goes through the the desert.
1: A lot of sedimentary soil, and that was very volcanic in nature. Mm-hmm. That was ground up into a really fine pulp. That's why there's so many farms, and and so, potatoes. Many taters, great potatoes here in potatoes. Idaho.
0: Yeah. So there's that, and then the animals. Like, mm-hmm. I took Beckham and I got within. Four or five feet of a deer that came clomping out of the river, soaking Mm -hmm. wet. We
1: saw a couple deer down there when we were looking at Map Rock. We did,
0: and they were in the water on a little island bank, kind of. So I think they're probably marking out like food or maybe like boundary lines. Like, hey, you get this side of the river, we'll get this side. They were just trying to make defined lines work. Uh,
1: You know, I've been doing a lot of reading on this. And
0: so much so that it
1: kind of all turns into a giant pile of goop. Mm -hmm. In my brain. But the way that Map Rock got its name was some guy, I think his name was Robert Limbert, in like 1922, he was from the Smithsonian. And he came out here and he saw this rock, which is a huge rock. It's big as a car. Yeah. And on the one surface that points towards the river, there was these inscriptions that looked very Mm Map-like. And so he called it Map Rock. Well... Time goes forward. A lot of people have seen this thing and a guy decides, hey, I'm going to use Google Earth and write a book and I'm going to see if I can't make this line up with, you know, the actual river flows and locations that you would find on Google Earth. Right. And so he did. And a lot of them lined up. And so I've got an illustration from his book, which is called The Map Rock of Idaho Decoded.
0: Clever name. Yeah.
1: And the author's name is Don, I want to say Zhulky or Zulky? Zulki. Or Zulk? Zulk? There's this really cool chart in there that seems to line up. Well, here's the thing. There's been debate about the age of this rock. Um, that it could be as old as ten thousand years old. Whoa. That is freaking old. Most old. Yeah, most um petroglyphs here and in the southwest are, you know, they would range from anywhere from, you know, three hundred All the way back to maybe 1500 BC. Mm -hmm. So 10,000 years would be like really, really, really old. If it's true, it would be the oldest map in the world. That's pretty cool. (laughs) So people debate this, but it was weird because we went out there and looked at it. We stood on top of it. We Mm -hmm. took pictures because there are petroglyph engravings on the top, on the sides. Kind of all
0: around On the
1: front. And uh, so we took a lot of pictures of it. And, you know, it's strange to think about that 10,000 years ago, there might have been some indigenous person out stretched on the rock with a little chisel and a hammer and whacking away on it and describing (laughs) something. Yeah, right. And if it were a map, how in the heck would they be so accurate as to know the locations of all these places that you can see now on Google Earth? Right. But it's weird. I mean, you think about it. We were standing on some place where somehow somebody had information on how to make a map right long before maps were being made like that and inscribed it on a rock by a small town in melba where they're known for growing
0: potatoes Mm -hmm. you gotta wonder what the other like people in that culture were thinking of the guy over there smacking the rock like there's man who chisels rock yeah (laughs) what's he doing (laughs) he's crazy what's he doing well, giving him a hard time. Okay, you heckling know, him. We, can, we can talk about how old that
1: is. So another fascinating tidbit, which we'll probably talk about a later time. In fact, I know we will, because we're going to hopefully get to go there, is that the oldest petroglyphs in North America are in a small location outside of Winnemucca, Nevada. Winnemucca? Winnemucca. Winnemucca. And those, I think, could be anywhere from 12 to 14, 15,000 years old. If that's the case, they are the oldest petroglyphs that we know of in the Americas. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy.
0: Didn't we, I don't know, it's kind of off topic, but didn't they just find like some of the oldest remains carbon dated wise ever in like like Idaho or like Montana or something?
1: I can't remember anything about it right now.
0: I thought that was weird. It is weird. And then we got these old petroglyphs and yeah. This old map. This old map
1: rock in the middle of nowhere. But truth be told, around this area are tons of petroglyphs. Right. And we saw quite a few of them. Um, We went to map rock and we hiked around a little bit, trying to find more up in the rock fields that were up above it. Didn't see any. And then we (laughs) drove down the road a little bit and saw a big rock sitting up on a hill. And we went hiking up there. That's where we saw the rattlesnake. And there was a bunch of petroglyphs up there. Yeah. And then there, uh, you know, at Celebration Point, which is outside of Melba, Idaho, there are tons of petroglyphs there. Um, you go further down the snake towards Swan Falls. There's all kinds of petroglyphs. Mm-hmm. You follow the snake up. You get up around Gooding, Idaho and that. There are a bunch of petroglyphs up there. Rock-o. I mean, literally thousands. Right. And, and a lot of them have the same kind of symbols. You know how you see like a train car and it's got spray painting on mm-hmm. it like they've been tagged by uh, you know people with uh, graffiti. Yeah, I think we call those criminals. <laughs> but they have a look, and you can tell yeah. different kinds of gangs and stuff by the style of their graffiti. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I kind of almost see these petroglyphs as like ancient, not graffiti, because I think <laughs> they were more purposeful. Right. But they they have earmarks that make them look the same. Mm-hmm. So you go down further south, say you go down like the Four Corners region, New Mexico and Arizona and you look at those and and those are a little stylistically different right and I don't know the whole thing to me is just really fascinating
0: it's pretty sweet
1: one thing about map rock is that they believe that it's that it was created by the ancestors of the Shoshone tribe that frequented the Snake River plain uh, along with maybe the Bannock Indian tribes that, that go further, Towards the east, up around uh, Pocatello, Idaho, and there's a lot of petroglyphs up there. As well. rock, rock when we went to Four Corners and did a little things through, uh, you know, southern Utah, Zion, and Bryce Canyon, and all that. Mm-hmm. At Four Corners, they had this like uh, it was several different Indian tribes. They had like a flea market kind of thing. Right. And I went, and you could buy all kinds of trinkets like and a stuff. Souvenir yeah. shop kind of thing. And one of the things that uh, kind of fascinated me was a young man who was chiseling away at some rock and he was making these little petroglyphs nice and so i got talking to him and the petroglyphs that he was making were patterned after actual petroglyphs that he had found in that area
0: That's and cool. he had
1: pictures of all of them and so i've got i bought one i don't know probably spent way too much money but it's like a little humanoid kind of figure but looks like an alien mm. and in fact they call it the alien, alien petroglyph petroglyph So we'll get into that stuff a little later, but there's a bunch of stuff around aliens about the legends of giants and creatures with very big feet and cannibals. And there's all kinds of cool, juicy stuff when you start looking at the legends and maybe some of the inspirations for some of the petroglyphs that we find. Hmm. It's pretty crazy, but we'll get there. But tonight, we're just starting off with Map Rock because that's our
0: kickoff. Right. Yeah. So what did you think of our trip down to uh, Map Rock? It was pretty fun. It was, I mean, I hadn't been down there really. Mm -hmm. I've been to Melba. and I've been on the Snake River, but never that specific spot. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, just these big rocks. And it's weird because the road goes right next to them. yeah, Yeah. The whole area is cool. It is pretty cool.
1: And, you know, one thing cool about it is for people that don't know the area, you have the Snake River Canyon, and the river flows down through these areas. The walls are lined with with these jaggedy dark jagged mm-hmm. rocks. and they crumble down into the lower areas of the canyon. and then the river's running through it. And usually along the river's edge, there's like some fertile area where farmers have created little, you know farm plots, right. And they're growing wheat, and potatoes and stuff. And then up above that, on top of the canyon, is also a lot of sedimentary soil up there, mm-hmm. and that is the rich stuff around Melba, where they're growing potatoes and and really good stuff. They
0: like a lot of uh, like orchards and mm-hmm. stuff around Melba too, right? Yeah,
1: they do, and in wineries and stuff too. Mm-hmm. There's something about the volcanic soil that's really I don't know. It's good for plant growth, right? And that's what made Idaho potatoes so famous. Is this whole area? It's all a giant floodplain. Mm-hmm. from when uh, they think Lake Bonneville broke loose. <laughs> and so it washed all this soil down and left these deposits of really rich soil for vegetation. Right, And so it's, it kind of makes sense when you think about that. That's why the Native Americans were following these fertile areas, not so much because they were you know plant growers, but because there was a lot of game and things like that that they could harvest. It just kind of grew naturally
0: and then the animals love it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then they would follow back and forth, you know, through the seasons. Mm -hmm. They would go through this area and they would, you know, migrate back and forth. And so that's another aspect of the rocks that they think they're, that maybe they were navigational points for members of tribes where they could say, okay, this is where we're at. And uh, then we'll stay here for a certain amount of time. Then we'll move Mm -hmm. on to our next hunting ground or our next, uh, you know, if we're a hunter-gatherer, we'll go gather somewhere else when, you know, the fall comes and we
0: have to move on. Right. Which is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. They're
1: like signposts.
0: Yeah. It's like they, I mean, they came up with their own little system. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a calendar. Like each section could maybe be like, oh, through this part of the year until it gets the first frost or whatever, we'll move out to this other area. Yeah. And they got their own little sections and they're kind of just migrating around. And Yeah. And it's something that developed over time. It, it's not
1: like, you know, they had 200 years and did this, like America has been around for a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. They were there for thousands of years. This information Getting was accumulated crazy. over thousands of years. <laughs> the uh, practice of creating petroglyphs wasn't like a one time deal, it was stuff that continued. So there's really old stuff and buy really new stuff. Right. And in fact, um, in the hills outside of Gooding, there are a lot of older Indian petroglyphs. But when the Basque sheep herders moved in, when mm-hmm. they immigrated to the United States and moved west, You know, around probably the turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s, they started leaving signs and stuff, petroglyphs, on the rocks. So they're right next to the old stuff. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Culture clash. Yeah, kind of. It almost makes me want to go out and chisel some rocks. Right. We could do a whole episode on rock chiseling. Rock
0: chiseling episode. (laughs) That sounds like a terrible late night, you know, like on some history channel. Welcome to Chiseling Rocks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) it's fascinating you read this stuff it's it's very informative but it's something most people never slow down enough to actually pay attention to and really ponder there's a lot of weird petroglyphs yeah it's gonna go really strange here in the next few episodes so hang with
0: us you know what i think of when i see stuff like map rock or whatever what is there's a little native american family and the kids are so freaking annoying and there's an older brother and two little ones. And the mom tells the older brother, just take the kids out of here so we can just clean up our little wigwam or whatever. TP. And so the, the kid, the older brother is like, fine, whatever. I'll go by the river. And he takes the kids down there. The kids are bored. And so you just start scratching the rock. So the kids, you know, like, kids will, like, <laughs> scribble all over and make, like, ziggy-zaggy lines. Mm-hmm. But then the older brother was like, well, that's kind of cool, actually. So he's like, I wonder if I could, like, I wonder if I could draw a deer. Yeah, that deer I saw yesterday that I was going to hunt. But mm-hmm. Dad wouldn't freaking let me. I'll just freaking draw it. <laughs> and then he drew a little deer, and the kids were like, I mm. could do that. And then he, they drew a deer, but it's got, like, a big head, and then... Yeah. Now we're like, oh, that must be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it was just like bored, just bored teenagers no. with no... <laughs> well, there is some weird stuff
1: around that, that they believe that a lot of these things were created for religious reasons. Like maybe the shamanistic kind of things where you have like a tribal leader mm-hmm. or a, a... medicine man. Yeah, a medicine man that goes out and does these things for specific reasons. No maybe. Maybe to capture the spirits of the elk or deer so that they have a, a bountiful hunt. Or, you know, who knows what it is. Right. But I find that very interesting too. And as primitive as these look, some of them are pretty darn sophisticated. Right. Maybe not here around our area, but in other parts. Yeah. Especially for people that are supposed to be that old, you know, 8,000 years ago. hmm Right. And so all of these things together... Kind of add this kind of mystique around it.
0: Right. And that culture anyway has like kind of a, like a more. Spiritual. Spiritual and just mysterious. Yeah. Because they were like, they lived off the earth. They just. Right. Everything they did was connected to whatever's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not so much a map, but it's a. Story. Could be a story or it could be like, I don't don't even know. But it might not Mm -hmm. be so linear the way we think of it. Right. It could be more uh, like open. It could be more three-dimensional where we, we, we apply our modern logic to yep. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, maybe there's more to it than just, oh, there must be a lot of deer here. And that's what they were hunting.
1: More to it or possibly
0: less to it. It could have been more logical and it linear. Is,
1: it could be. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's, it, that's one thing I think is so cool about it. You can really start getting into all these thoughts and ideas about it. And what's so unique to me is that we can walk by this stuff and see it a thousand times mm-hmm. and we never think about it. But when you start thinking about it, all these things start swirling and coming around. It's like the, the thought you just had. Maybe it's not linear. Maybe it's it's something else. Maybe it's more philosophical mm-hmm. or maybe it's more spiritual or religious or, or, you know, maybe it's mysticism or maybe it's hard science of the day. You know, Could I don't be- know. You know the little dots that they put on the, on some of these rocks—is that like the members of the family? Is that the numbers of generations of your family heritage? Mm-hmm. Is that how many days until winter happens? I mean, it could be. Is that be, how many dots you could do before your arm got tired? Right. Is that <laughs> the, is that a punishment because you were a rotten little kid and your dad said go out there and make dots on rock? <laughs> you know, you don't know. Yep. But for whatever reason, it wasn't like a fly by night kind of thing that just happened once. Right. It was common. And it was global. It was global. And these tribes, they saw it everywhere they went. And they shared it. And not just the tribes here, you know, the Shoshone and the Bannock and those. But all across the, the country, hmm. they were sharing parts of their culture in the way that they were depicting things on these rocks. And whether that time frame was 10,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago or 500 years ago. Right. It doesn't matter. It was still a way to share the information. Right. One interesting thing I saw was every continent in the world, except for one, has petroglyphs. Hmm. Can you guess the continent? Antarctica. Antarctica. That's
0: right. I don't imagine there's many there.
1: I mean, there's rocks there, but it's kind of like a giant island. How do you get there? Right. And why? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another thing that's really fascinating is that a lot of the petroglyphs, even if they're in different locations, different continents, mm-hmm. they share a lot of similarities.
0: I, one similarity just off the top of my head, because um, I went to DC in my freshman year of high school.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Stayed at some hotel and we saw like all these different kind of things, and it was hard because I was a freshman in high school and there's girls around.
1: Yeah, you know. So I wasn't
0: really paying attention to anything, but I do remember us going to one place and they said that there were stories and maybe petroglyphs or pictures of uh, native americans like mm. stabbing sturgeon and like riding them in the bay yeah or the the area mm-hmm. so i remember that and then another thing that comes to mind is um there's like a cave with some petroglyphs off a river and i don't remember the exact location i just heard this story and supposedly that's the entrance to the hollow earth but you can only get there on a <laughs> river and you, you need to know where the the cave is and follow the signs. So you have to find the right petroglyphs. Yeah. Find the place right place to open into the holeworth. Yeah. And then cool. the other one I think of is uh it might have been like Meat Eater the TV show. Uh-huh. Which is also a good podcast. It might have been like Chasing Monsters or one of those. But he's in like Brazil or some some tribal area in like South America. Mhm. And it's like deep in the forest. I mean, it's just, they're like breaking through sticks and there's snakes and it's just nasty terrain. They're like pulling their boats around waterfalls and just, I mean, it's bad. And they get their boat up above the waterfall and they're about ready to launch back in the water and they're doing some fishing maybe for some dinner. And there's a petroglyph, just a carving on a rock in just of nowhere. right off by the river. Yeah. And that's the first thing I think of is like, it's always by water. Yeah. It's always like, like waters were like the original highways, like you said, or, mm-hmm. or maybe there's more like spiritualness around water too. It's mysterious and.
1: Well, it's kind of what brings life. It is. To areas. It is what brings life to areas. Which there's a fascinating parallel there too, to the whole symbolism of the water that flowed out of the garden of Eden. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to get in there yet. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It talks about that. The, the living water. That Yeah. anyway, is there water
0: petroglyphs in, a- in there?
1: Heavy symbolism in water. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I just noticed, you know, off the top of my head, the three that had come to mind is just, yeah. well, now four because of Map Rock and stuff.
1: Well, you know, the other thing that kind of blew me away when I was researching some of this. So the Europeans came to the Americas in what, 15-something? I don't know. Yeah, pre-Columbus. But anyway, they came, I think in the 1500s, and they started going up, and, and the Spanish people started to, like, take over tribes, and the tribes fought back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the Americas was empty. I always, in my mind, always thought there were a few, you know, sporadic tribes running around, you know. Right. But there were huge numbers of Native American tribes and South American tribes, and they were all over the place, up and down the whole, I mean, the continent, down through South America, all the way up through North America. Right. And for a long time. For a long time. Obviously, I mean, these petroglyphs have been around for up to. 12,000 years. I mean, which, okay, so I'm a skeptic on the dating on all of this stuff. Probably that's really fantastic. But even if it was 12,000 years old, that's a mind blower. Right. The industrial revolution started like what? 16, 17, 1800s came out of the dark ages. And then we have all this advance of technology in 500 years, 400 years. These cultures have been around for thousands and thousands of years.
0: I mean, and we only know about a little bit of it, and we're trying right. to piece together the rest. It's crazy. It is pretty crazy. I, that's what I was just thinking about. Like, can you imagine having a, a complete record of the history of everything before, you, you know, started we're, writing we're, it down? So, yeah. 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 Before it was like cataloged and, and well mm. documented, or at least documented to some extent. Like, can you imagine just like that's one tribe, like a straight up. Native American Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah. And it, or like some big war of just arrow flinging. We don't
1: know. Or maybe we get a little glimpse of, like, if you go down to South America and the Aztecs and some of the things there, there there are some things that kind of give you hints to some of that. Or, like, you know, look in the Middle East. I mean, out of Egypt and Assyria and, and all of those cultures, we do have a lot of history that's managed to survive because they could write. Right. The cuneiform stuff, they could chisel it into rocks and they could in a language in a something that could be deciphered. In those Egyptian hieroglyphics. Which is way different than a petroglyph, right. because a petroglyph is is isn't like a like a language like that. It right. might have meaning, but it's not a language that you can interpret like that. Right. Um, we'll get into some of the meanings of some of the typical type of inscriptions that you find chiseled into rocks. But it's nothing compared to, like, the sophisticated cultures that you see in the Middle East. You know? It's
0: just crazy. To and have, a, like, a good record of history in, in the Americas would be mm-hmm. pretty insane,
1: I think. Yeah, well, and then you think, okay, we've got a pretty good timeline of, like, Egypt and mm-hmm. Babylon and all of those. But then here in the Americas, we don't have that. We have, like, nothing. crude dating techniques for scratches and rocks.
0: And songs.
1: But they're contemporary. Right. They're just on a different continent split up by giant oceans. Right. It's crazy. It baffles me. It makes me want to, you know, you wonder what kind of legacy you leave behind. You know, we don't scratch in rocks anymore.
0: Mm-mm.
1: We build giant cities, I guess, as cultures. But even, even like things like books that used to be written mm-hmm. are all going digital. Right. So analog is going away, it's all going digital. So what are they going to find if, if there's a collapse of civilization? What right. will they find? Trash.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Litter. You can't start up a, I mean, okay, no offense to Apple and Macintosh and those computers, right. but 2,000 years, those aren't going to start. The only things they're going to have is Nokia phones. <laughs> yeah. It's still working. Or maybe maybe they'll find a way to to basically convey data out into the universe so that it will always Whoa. be available. I don't know. Or maybe that's already happened, and we just haven't tapped into it. Maybe we have the record of what happened in these primitive
0: cultures. Maybe they're there. We just don't know how to access it yet. Like, uh, Isn't there a movie where the guy can see the past in a location? Yeah, like he looks and he gets like a like image a, of
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. That'd be cool. It'd be a weird superpower. It'd be terrifying, actually. Probably.
0: I think that a lot, like when I'm hunting. There's a lot of things that come into my head. Like, for one, if I look straight, like just focus on one spot. How many animals are there in my field of vision that I just don't know there that, that are hidden. Snakes, rabbits. Whatever. Kittens. Yeah. Whatever. Lice. And then my other thing is, lice. My other thing is, like, has somebody walked here? Like, surely there has been somebody up here. When you're up on a mountain? Yeah, but you feel so alone. Like, you don't see anybody. But we've been on hikes before where we're like, we're way off the path. Yeah, nobody's ever been And we're taking before. a step and we're like, wait. And there's a boot print or maybe yeah. like a, a, Candy a wrapper. power bar wrapper. <laughs> yeah, and you're like,
1: dang it. Dang it, I thought I was all alone. <laughs> you you go to wonder. Antarctica and there's a Coca-Cola can sitting <laughs> yeah, what
0: heck? Polar bear,
1: Coca-Cola. Nice. Which,
0: there's a lot of weird
1: stuff in Antarctica. I was reading some stuff mm-hmm. on it, like secret military bases but anyway oh, yeah. that's another that's, so that's the, another
0: episode it's, uh yeah the, the center or the entrance to the hollow earth. yeah in the north pole
1: well south pole is like a giant underground bunker where they're doing weird testing and stuff with oh. aliens or yeah yeah but anyway we don't want to go there yet we don't want to waste we don't want to burn all our future episodes
0: no but
1: <laughs> yeah, so map rock. Map rock is kind of our map start. It's kind of our start here location. Yep. It seemed fitting to is use a, a map to rock. To start. And we're gonna map out some things moving forward as we go into this a little deeper. We're gonna talk a little more about some different petroglyphs, and we're gonna ponder stuff. Right. You know, I love pondering. It. Who knows? I hope that we're not being offensive to any Native American friends out there that are listening. <laughs> we don't know. A whole heck of a lot about what we're talking about
0: no but it's a cool reason or to a good learn, reason or to just kind of learn about something and yeah odds are you and me will probably get a lot of it wrong <laughs> i would i would really like to
1: find and and we have a few friends that are have a very rich native american mm-hmm. past i would love to sit down and learn some of the spiritual thoughts they have about what these are one thing i don't want to do is say anything that offends anybody because A lot of this stuff, if it does have kind of a religious or spiritual context to it, I don't want to uh, trivialize that. Right. Because that's something that's very important to them. Uh, Just to kind of get this in everybody's veins, I would love people to go out and look around in their geographical area and see what kind of petroglyphs might be close by. If you'd like to take pictures of those and send them to us, we'll share them on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see them. I know there are tons out there, and uh, if you have any information about them, you know, on you know that maybe we can't just find by Googling it or getting online. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, would love that information.
0: And a uh, lot of the people I talk to, they have like a. Oh yeah, back in Oregon where I grew a lot up, of stories. There's yep. a, a, you know, a big old rock. It's got a carving of a canoe, yeah. or you know, some crazy thing. Everybody's got a story. Yeah, they do. So that kind of gets me into my final thing, which is if
1: you, Austin, were going to go out and create your own petroglyph, what would you inscribe on that? Knowing that in a 1,000 years, 2,000 years, 10,000 years, somebody would look at it.
0: What would you want to put on that? I think it would be like a big A. (laughs) Okay. With an I in the middle of it. I like these kind of like radio frequency <laughs> bolts shooting you mean, out of the it. strange
1: thing logo. Yeah, the strange thing logo.
0: <laughs> Man, that's a weird rock. That Ooh. would be really cool. Just a giant
1: But what about what about I mean as as you as a human leaving a legacy for future generations to see or to convey something that was important to you, what would you put on the rock? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question because I wonder sometimes that might help us understand what they put on the rocks. Was something important to them? I would probably put a picture in my truck,
0: (laughs) in my motorcycle, my my dog, my wife, my kids (laughs) in that order. (laughs) Yeah, my bow, my compound bow, not like a stick bow like in the petroglyphs, but like my compound bow Mm -hmm. in great detail.
1: I think you know. I think I would do, I would do a family chiseling mm-hmm. of like my family. Because I'd want people to know that I had a great family. I'd do my grandparents. i do my parents. I'd do my kids. I'd do my wife. i do my grandkids and my great-grandkids. In fact, as many kids as maybe when I'm 90, I'm out there chiseling because I just have my great-great-grandkid. That would be awesome. And then like something, maybe like a tree. to say, this is a family tree.
0: Oh, a tree.
1: Yeah, a tree. Nice. I like the idea Found of tree. A tree. And then maybe something that means something to me spiritually, mm-hmm. like a cross or like a dove or a dove, a Ichthus. an ikthus, something that <laughs> means something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. My tell my cell phone number. <laughs> Your cell- Mike was here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike was here for a good time call. Or, you know, 8, like, 6, 7, 5, 3, 0, 9. like all the stuff that we carve in trees. Initials in a heart forever. Beckham you know. and I have a log out by the lake where we shoot uh-huh. carps. It has our initials scribed into it. A plus B.
1: Yeah. You know, part of me thinks that the reason that these were inscribed in stone is because they meant a lot. Whatever it is, it means something pretty major that they wanted a lot of people to know about for a right. long, long time. reminds me of that old Randy Travis song written in stone.
0: I'm gonna take you down to the riverside Where the water runs slow and wide There's a big old rock out in the middle And I took my hammer and chisel And worked all night so you could see just how much you mean to me I carved your name right next to mine, and it'll be there till the end of time, and my love will last at least that long. It's written in stone how I feel for you. It's written in stone what
1: I wanna do. Spend
0: my life in the I don't know that one. Anyway there's a lot of songs that say the word rock in it. But I wanted to get the Randy Travis one. Randy
1: Travis. Yeah. He was the first CD mom and I ever bought when they first came out with the, the compact disc technology. Whoa. They bought a five disc Sony CD changer. Woof. Woof. Yeah, it was Oof. cool. It was cool. Oof. I didn't have a stereo system to play it on, but I bought the component. Nice. Yeah. Well, anyway, hey, it was a fun discussion to get this thing going. Our kickoff. We have a video of our kickoff on the website. Super official looking. Superficial. I mean, the quality of that mm-hmm. thing is amazing. Video editing? Top notch. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it sucks. The camera. The camera fell over. The camera fell over. <laughs> I had wind auto. I didn't adjust the... It was set on auto, so it was in a dark... I lightened it up the best I could, but there's a lot of artifacts, and because it was getting pretty dark. And the wind was blowing mm-hmm. like 40 miles
0: per hour. And in the video,
1: my legs look huge. Well, that's because they're aimed forward. I know. But we just used our regular digital camera and put it on video <laughs> mode, so it wasn't that great. we gotta, we got to fix that. I'm actually th- looking at some drones. Whoa. Some follow-me drones. So we could set some waypoints and have them go over some of these things we're talking about and look at them from different angles. It would be cool to migrate slowly into a little bit of video, mm. or, you know, because people get probably tired of listening to our
0: voices drawing on. So They're they- silky smooth. <laughs> yeah, they are there's something yeah
1: but anyway yeah go online if you want to see us uh in all of our non-glory and uh also check out our website because on the opening page if you scroll down you'll see there's blog posts there and we're going to be putting tons of pictures up to kind of show you where we're at and we're going to put information on there about the places that we go and our motorcycle yeah which i hope we're getting close we're getting close to being able to take the bikes out in the back of our IDV. yeah so yeah keep checking in on our website share us with friends family that maybe would yeah. enjoy our podcast
0: do the uh facebook instagram all those followers
1: yeah follow us we got all of those i think we we're up to like i think on instagram i think Three we're in half i think we're almost at 30 or something Thirty. i know cool. we started at zero we're up to it's thirty. True. We'd like to have like thirty thousand. Thirty bajillion. I'd probably post more on Instagram and Twitter if we had more people that followed us, but it's I true. feel like, oh, two people are gonna get a message. What's yeah. the
0: point? Like, oh, there's Mike <laughs> and his rock again.
1: Yeah, Mike talking about his rock. <laughs> but whoa. don't forget
0: to leave reviews though. On yeah. like iTunes and Stitcher and yeah. all them guys.
1: I do think the stuff we talk about is interesting enough that it will resonate with people if we get enough kind of people, traction going. The weird
0: people. Yeah, the weird people the out people there. The people we're talking about. Ooh. What? What did you get for Father's Day? Oh, oh yeah. I got some really cool
1: cornhole boards mm-hmm. that have our logo on them. I don't know. Some crazy kids of mine went in together and had them made special for me they're super sweet i just sat down and smiled for like a half hour just giggled yeah didn't even giggle i just <laughs> smiled <laughs> there
0: you go it's awesome
1: well shout out to cody the cornhole king cody cornhole king is he the guy that made the boards? he made the boards thanks he lives cody lives in your
0: neighborhood and
1: it turned out really sweet they did and what was it Shaylee? our pizza hut hi shaley yeah hi to you and enjoy Yen that, Yen that. Yen Yen down in uh mm-hmm. california Mm-hmm. Uh, good to see that you like uh, some of the stuff we put up, and makes me feel good that you're still listening. So, yeah. share us around, guys. With that, Austin, any closing words? Any words of wisdom? Not really. I got nothing. I'm not wise. All I gotta do is say, you know, take this lesson. As we talk about map rock. You got to build your life on a rock. On a rock. That's, That's right. Because right. all the rest is sinking sand.
0: Oh. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you know that reference, I'm sorry. I hope I made you smile <laughs> but, or cry one or the other. <laughs> All right, yeah, awkward, yeah, awkward. Okay, okay. So
0: here. join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations about rocks. That's true, taters, <laughs> taters.